What's up? Welcome to the Primal Lifestyle Podcast with Jay Campbell. Every week I like to talk to you guys about a different product I'm using by our affiliate and our sponsor on it. And this week is no different. I'm using emulsified joint oil. I'm pretty much making a smoothie every night with this vanilla collagen bone broth protein that I have that's delicious. I add a little bit of stevia, some cinnamon, and this stuff by Onnit called emulsified joint oil. It's a tangerine flavored. It's called Tangerine Dream is, is the actual flavor. Uh, this stuff is delicious, man. On its own, it's kind of gnarly, but with this vanilla bone broth protein that I've been using, it kind of tastes like an orange is a cream type mixture, and it's really good and really good for you. So this is, it is fish oil. You're getting um, DHA, EPA, and GLA from Barrage Oil. It's really delicious. You think fish oil in a shake, you're like, what the fuck is he talking about now? It's not like that. It's um, it's sweetened with xylitol and stevia. They use 1.6 grams of fish oil, which contain your DHA and EPA, very good for brain health and inflammation. Barrage seed oil, which is a great source of gamma linoleic acid, uh, GLA, which is another anti-inflammatory uh, resource for you. They use uh, avocado, a source of healthy fat polyunsaturated fats that are very good for you. You know, you need to get healthy fats into your diet. This is a great way to do so. And turmeric or uh, curcumin extract, which is a wonderful healing compound, really great for inflammation, really great for skin health, joint health. And this stuff is awesome. So I make this little oranges and cream cocktail, if you will, every night um, after my dinner. I'm doing a carnivorous diet. I'm still doing a carnivore diet. So most of what I eat is, um, is meat and a lot of beef, water, sometimes pork, chicken, stuff like that. But I'm trying not to ignore my micronutrients too much. I'm trying to follow the diet as much as I can, but I want to still put substances in my body that are going to support my workouts, support my health, support my joints, support um, anti-aging, all those all those good things. So this is um this is a joint oil. I think it's like 25 bucks. You get this pretty big bottle. I'm holding it in my hand now because I always like to I'm talking about the stuff I like to have in front of me and I can kind of read and, and um, talk about it. But this is a joint oil they sell. You can check out primaljedi.com slash on it. Uh, use coupon code Jedi at checkout, J-E-D-I. Save 10% off anything and everything in the store. Um, this stuff's great. It's uh, post-workout joint care, support mobility health and maintain joint health. It's great for inflammation, which uh, if you know anything about inflammation, it's good. If you break your arm and you want your body to heal itself, inflammation can be helpful. But if you're dealing with pollution and chemicals, toxins, uh, maybe you ate too much sugar and, and your diet's not always on point, this stuff can kind of combat that and help a whole lot. So check it out. Emulsified joint oil, primaljedi.com slash on it, coupon code Jedi at checkout. And definitely add it with, um, you can add it with mineral water, do like a little oranges and cream type uh type beverage. I like to do it in shakes. I like to have like a, a nice thick vanilla um, collagen shake at the end of the day. It kind of helps me sleep really nice. I wake up feeling really good. However, however you want to use it, I would highly recommend. Check it out. Today's podcast is awesome, man. Last week I had my buddy on who's a wrestler. This week I get to have my buddy on who is an MMA fighter, mixed martial artist. He is a purple belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He coaches Brazilian jiu-jitsu at two different gyms. And he's a striker as well. So he's been, he's fought MMA, 
he's done a whole bunch of jujitsu tournaments, and now he's been uh, increasing his uh, striking experience. So he had a K1 kickboxing match not too long ago, and he's fighting on. Oh man, I'm sorry, Johnny. I think he said December first. I hope he said December first. I'm not. I'm not. I have to. I have to double check. But we we mentioned in the podcast it might be December seventh. Oh man, I should be more prepared. It's December first or seventh. But he's fighting in Madison Square Garden. He's gonna be doing a full rules Muay Thai match. Uh, I don't know if he knows his opponent yet. I don't think we talked about that. But I don't even think it matters, man. This kid is confident as hell. He should be that confident. He's a really great mixed martial artist. As far as he's a respectful kid. He's not one of those guys who wears tap out gear and is kind of thuggish and and you know blatantly. Uh, looking to fight people or anything like that. Most martial artists aren't, but um, a lot of guys who are into MMA kind of have this douchebag attitude to them. This dude is the opposite. Uh, Johnny's a great guy. I got to train with him back in the day when um, I trained at UFC gym on Staten Island. He's a great coach. He coaches a kids program, and he does an adult program as well. So you can check him out. All his information is going to be in the show notes. Uh, he's a lot of fun. We had a great conversation. We talked a lot about MMA, upcoming fights, past fights, his career, and... Uh, this was this is something I had a lot of fun with because I actually know a little bit about MMA. Where pro wrestling last week again, I apologize if you're a pro wrestling fan, but I know very very little about it. But we talk strength and conditioning, his nutrition, his uh, how he works out, how he fits in coaching and working out, which was something that I asked him a lot about because I'm a coach as well as somebody who trains a lot. Something happens when you start coaching. Something happened to me anyway. I noticed the more I I got into coaching and the more uh, I invested time in, in learning different techniques and investing time in other people's performance and their goals. You start to fall off yourself a little bit. Not 100%, but there's uh, there's this weird growing pain with switching over from just training for yourself to training others. And he was a, a wealth of knowledge as far as uh, how he manages his coaching to his personal training and, and working out and conditioning and He's, uh, he's a lot of fun. So this is Johnny Pirro on the Primal Lifestyle Podcast. Please enjoy. So Johnny Pirro, you made it, man. Yeah, man. You made it. So you're fighting at MSG. MSG December 7th, yes. When when you got that call or, or however it happened, did you was a part of you like, fuck, I made it? You, you know what it was? It was kind of like surreal because like once I saw like on Instagram they were having a card at MSG. And they said, you know, like, reach, you know, if you want to in on the car, reach out. I honestly wasn't expecting them to reach back out to me. So, like, I reached out to them. I emailed them back and forth a few times. And they were just sort of like, you know, like, all right, like, you know, we'll keep you, like, in the loop. But there was, like, nothing, like, for sure saying, like, all right, yeah, Johnny, we're going to make sure we get you a fight. Nothing like that. Get that, get that a little closer. Yeah. There we go. Good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much better. Awesome. Yeah, bring it up. Bring it up to your face. And right? Slash over. Perfect. Awesome. So, like, right. So, I was talking to them. And then I didn't hear anything for them for about like a month. And then like about two weeks ago, I just, just so happened to check my email and they're like, all right, great news. They're like, we got somebody for you. You know, we'll confirm with you in a few weeks. So I was just like on cloud nine because everybody wants to fight yeah. at MSG. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Hell like, yeah. That's the mecca, that's, that's man. A, that's a big thing. There's a lot of pro fighters out there that can't say that they ever fought at MSG yeah. and stuff like that. So to me, it was a very, a very, very big deal. It was very uplifting. Well, it's big. It's your hometown. Yeah. 100%. You know. I, you know Trying to stand on is gonna come, yeah. Boarding the ferry all the way to that. Hell yeah, yeah. That's that's a good one, man. Um, that's MMA, right? That's uh Muay Thai actually. Really? Okay. Muay Thai. I actually. didn't know that. Yeah. No shit. 
I'm seeing everything as an MMA fight. Uh, no, Muay Thai. So you're a blue belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Purple belt now, yes. Oh, good for you, man. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you, thank you, thank good you. Good shit. And, and you coach. Yes. So I know I, I came to one of your fights once, and I seen you uh, hip toss a dude into an arm bar and rip his arm out of the socket. That, that, was the, that was the first one. That was a good way to set, that the, was cool. set the pace. Thank yeah, you. Thank I, you. I was at that one, man. I was, I was right <laughs> next to it. I was like, yo, that was sick. Um, so I, I always thought, like, being your BJJ coach, and that's how I seen you fight, uh, I never um, – not that I, I knew you knew how to strike. You're fighting yeah, MMA, but I noticed that wasn't like maybe a strong suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, when did that become something you got into? Because I know I I seen you fought a K1 kickboxing. Yes, I think it was. back in uh, okay. April. Yes. All right, cool. So so you obviously started training. Was that to, um, just to kind of like uh, fill in your game a little bit, and you ended up just kind of going in that direction a little bit more? Mm-hmm. How, how did that happen? Because I know it, obviously it was for a, for a couple reasons. The one one reason being. You know, like I definitely, you know, coming from that wrestling background, jujitsu background, you know, I, I want to improve everywhere because at the end of the day, my main goal is MMA. So the way I look at it, it's the same way I approach everything. Like, especially lately, I've been doing a lot more jujitsu competition. I've been absent from like jujitsu competition for a while because the way I look at it is a lot of MMA guys, they have, you know, and every fighter has like an ego somewhat, sure. you know, just to be fair. But a lot of those guys, or like a lot of MMA guys, they don't like to lose at anything. Like, you know what I'm saying? They want to focus on MMA, which is good, but they don't want to put themselves in a place where they're going against guys that are specialists in one area right. in that rule set. Right. So the way I'm looking at it is if I can jump into a kickboxing fight and I can fight somebody who's maybe just a kickboxer, maybe just trains Muay Thai, you know, is a striking expert more so than me. And if I can go in there and at the very least, even if I didn't win, you know, the main goal is to win, obviously. But even if I didn't win, if I can go in there and give somebody like that a really hard fight in their area, to me, that's going to bring my MMA game up that much more. Because I know the MMA guys aren't going to be striking as well as most guys that just do kickboxing and strike. And same thing, vice yeah. versa, when it translates to jiu-jitsu competitions. You know, you don't see a lot of MMA guys just jump into jiu-jitsu competitions. Me, I don't care. I'll jump into a jiu-jitsu competition. Uh, I competed recently. Um Back in September at uh, Men of War Pro 3, the guy I went up against was a good 10th planet purple belt that competes regularly. And to my knowledge, he doesn't do anything else. All he does is jujitsu. Right. That's all he does. And, you know, it was, I wound up getting caught with a leg lock in the last, like, 30 seconds. But in my opinion, I was winning. I was probably winning that match up until that point. So if I can if I can go into jujitsu competitions, kickboxing fights, and I can go out there, give it my all, and give these guys that are specialists in that one area a hard time, then to me, that's a win in of itself, and that's going to make me that much better of an MMA fighter, and that's what's going to sort of set me apart from a lot of these guys. Fuck yeah. Well, I think that's a healthy approach, man. I think, like, um, you know, a lot of guys who want to go into MMA, just, like, they'll, they'll learn a little bit of striking, a little bit of grappling, but their their mind is set on MMA, mixed martial arts, being in a cage, an octagon, what have you. Yeah, yeah. And I, you don't see a lot of people, like, taking jujitsu competitions and, and kickboxing, K one rules or, or Muay, Thai Muay Thai rules, rules yep. and that's beautiful. I mean, that's mm-hmm. great to be to be well rounded like that. Uh, so, where are you training Muay Thai out of? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, right now, honestly, I'm bouncing back and forth from a few gyms because right now I'm just trying to find, you know, what the best fit for me is. Mm-hmm. You know, I was for a while I was training at Nicotone MMA in New Jersey, and a lot of guys train there, like Frank Diego trains there, Corey Anderson trains there. He's a top UFC light heavyweight. Uh, the, this new guy coming up that you guys probably have seen a little bit in the UFC is a beat Magomed Sharapov. I hope I'm saying mm-hmm. his name right. Yeah, kick me in my head if I don't. <laughs> but um, you know, a lot of good guys were training out that gym. But then it just became hard to get out there because that gym's about like 
like a little little less than probably like an hour and a half from here mm. in uh, Jersey. So it was getting hard to get out there. And then I winded up going to the Tiger Showman's headquarters in Elmwood Park a few times. You know, really, really liked it over there. And I'm also planning on making a trip down to the city to try out the Henzo, you know, the Henzo Gracie's gym in the city. Cool. You know, I know a few guys that train train out of there already. And, you know, that's a good spot. You always get good training partners coming in out in the city, whether you get these UFC guys getting ready for fights. You know, GSP always comes through. Chris Wyman always goes through there. A lot of guys. Khabib was just there uh, last, month, last month, I believe. You know, so a lot of good guys come out of that gym. So right now, Right now, I'm more or less doing a lot of like training like on my own. Like I have a few of like my friends that I trained with in the past. Like they'll meet up with me a few times a week. They'll help sharpen me up. Cool. But uh, you know, obviously, before like I go pro in MMA or anything like that, I definitely want to have all that set. Like where am I? Yeah. Where am I training? You know, who my coaches are going to be and stuff like that. Because that's a very sure. important thing to have in your background. And I feel like that's something that I've been, you know, I I still you know I've still been having a lot of good success, but. I don't think I'd be having the same level of success. I'd be having better success if I had that. Like if I knew I had that team right. of like coaches behind me, like, all right, I know this guy's my striking coach. This guy's my wrestling coach and et cetera. Instead of been doing what I've been doing since I started fighting, which has just been bouncing from gym to gym, you know, trying to yeah. find a good fit. You know, it's hard, yeah. but you get a lot of good experience that way too, especially as sure. a coach. Yeah. But you don't want to be a gym hopper. No, of you course know, it's, it's good to find a home. But like you said, I mean, it is, it's a, it's a, Many sports within a sport. Yeah. So, you know, you want to learn all that. I know um, uh, my friend and, and my coach would love to have you, man. If you're ever interested in training Stanon Muay Thai, man, he's... I, I, he's I a, only hear good things from them, too. So, I've been meaning to get down there as well. He's cool. That's where the ring's from. Yeah, right? That, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that was our ring, man. Um, see, yeah. He's he's a, a Muay Thai purist. Like okay. a legitimate Muay Thai purist. You know, he's not... Um, I mean, that that's what that's the sense that I get. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's like he's Alex still teaches zero jiu jitsu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. That's yeah. who that he, that's who uh, actually gave me my blue belt when I got promoted to blue belt. Oh, cool, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I trained under him yeah. for a little while as well. Yeah. He's there doing his thing, and um, you know, we have uh, five guys going into uh, five or six. It's it's either four guys and um one of our girls, Elisa, or five okay. guys and Elisa. So yeah, you guys are having a lot of guys fight out of there now, right? Yeah, now. they're they're doing a tournament this weekend up in um. It's it's somewhere upstate. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I think it's uh, uh, U- US, U.S. Open. Yeah, U.S. Open. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. And he's really involved in like um in uh, legitimizing the sport as far as um uh, there's this dude um Michael Cordero, I think his name is. Okay, I actually trained that trained with him out in uh, in Texas. I hope I'm saying his name right, but um he's like the uh, he's been like the the face of trying to get Muay Thai into the Olympics. Oh, okay. And he's he's like, uh, you know, him and him and Vin are pretty tight. Vin has his podcast, which is like mm-hmm. all 100 percent dedicated to Muay Thai. Yeah. And uh, he, he just released, uh, started his clothing brand, Striking Professional. And oh it's, wow! Okay. It's all like Muay Thai. So he's he's like a purist, man. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's really into it. I'm sure he would love to have you if you yeah, ever yeah, yeah. if you ever want to come by, man. No, 100. percent I definitely been making uh been trying to like make it down there. You know, just right now I'm just trying to get everything. Yeah. Between, like I said, like where I'm gonna be training, like and trying to balance between training, coaching. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, all that stuff. Self. You know, I, I could just be here making excuses, but you know, right now I'm trying my best, trying to get that all settled in. So how do you do it all, man? It's good. Like I, I coach now a little bit. I, mm. I do the strength and conditioning at Stanley mm. time, and I know that it doesn't get in the way of my training per se, but it's mm. it. I've noticed in myself there's a different outlook once mm. I kind of got that title as yeah, like yeah. you know I pretty much created the job. I was yeah, like. Yeah. They didn't have a strength and conditioning coach. Alex was doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and Vinny was doing the Muay Thai. 
there's a couple of assistant coaches who do uh, kids programs like and team programs. Stuff, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, when this opportunity came up to get certified in a bunch of um, unconventional tools that I used to train, like kettlebells and maces and clubs yeah. and all this stuff, uh, I, I asked him, I said, if I take this, would you be interested in doing a strength conditioning program at a gym? So he's like, yeah, uh, he was like, yeah, yeah. yeah, well, he gave me a shot. Mm-hmm. You know, he gave me a shot. He sat in on the first couple classes, saw that I knew what I was doing. I was taking it seriously yeah, and uh, gave me a shot. But for some reason, when I put that coaching hat on, mm-hmm. like that became my focus. You know, I was like, how do I make this class awesome? And like the workouts that I was doing during class, I wanted to make sure I had perfect throughout the week. So I was mm-hmm. like, in my backyard doing kettlebells around or up here doing bodyweight exercises just to see yeah and and that kind of that kind of overtook it so before that i was training i was training muay thai a handful of days a week um you know i trained with you over at ufc gym and and did some stuff over there but uh it's like as soon as that coach it just it became a different Mm -hmm. a different animal and that kind of became where i started focusing i don't know if it's the same for you it's clearly not because you're still competing at 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 a high level and you know you have different different things going on from your jiu-jitsu tournaments to Muay Thai tournaments and K1 mm. and coaching. So how do you manage it all? How does it, how does it all work for you as, as well as it does? Cause look from an outsider looking in, it looks like you really got it figured out. And that's, <laughs> that's like inspirational to me. Cause I'm still a little bit over, all over the place coaching and trying to get my bro. training. I really appreciate that. No doubt. Uh, you know, a lot, a lot of it is just having like that good time management, you know, as a coach, you also just got to make sure, you know, as long as you know, you're a coach that's still interested in competing. Cause you know, if you're not, you're not then you focus 100 percent on the on the coaching aspect and all that stuff but you know being a coach and a competitor you know a lot of it just comes down to that time management yeah. you know what i'm saying and even make sure like when i'm training like my guys like like all right like not only you know just watch them do i try i try to be very involved in, in what they're doing you know what i'm saying i try to spar with the guys regularly i try to roll around with the guys regularly so even when i'm coaching i'm still more or less training and then you know the more you coach you know, you see things that you didn't really get to like see. Like it's weird. Like you just like how you said like you get like a different like outlook, a different perspective. It's just like weird. Like all these different ways that you can train like a certain technique or a certain right. position, you know, or a certain style. There's so many different ways to train it, and I feel like a lot of those things you only learn from putting yourself in that motion of you just like taking a back seat and you coaching instead of being in the middle of it. Right. Cause I know firsthand, like, you know, a lot of guys, like, even like when they watch UFC events, like you always hear those guys, Oh dude, why doesn't he just punch him in the face? Why doesn't he just get <laughs> yeah. up? You know, the people that don't really know anything, but that's not their fault. But, um, it's sort of like that same mentality. Like if I'm watching, even if I'm watching a video of me spar, the way like I can break it down now, like being a coach, I'm like, okay, like I don't want it. What I did was I didn't like that. So I want to make sure my guys don't make that mistake when they're right. training. So, you know, I just try to you know, manage the time as best as possible. Like as far as like my own training, my own training, I try to do a lot of it like in the mornings, like slash early afternoon. And I'm mostly like teaching at night. And then, you know, I'll make sure when I'm teaching at night, I get a little bit of a workout in at night with my guys, depending on how intense my workout was, you know, earlier in the day, earlier in the afternoon, you know, I'll sort of like scale it to that level to where I'm not like overtraining to where like I'm not beating up my body too much. Like I said, you just gotta play around with play around with it a little bit because there's some yeah. days where I'm just beat. Yeah, you know, because it, it's a lot between training myself, you know, in the morning, early afternoon, doing strength conditioning, and then going to coach for like you know sometimes not just two hours. Sometimes I'm there for five hours, you know, coaching. You do the kids training. too, right? Yeah, coach, yeah, that's, that's yeah. A that, lot, that was like my that was like my first uh, coaching job at uh, 
UFC Staten Island. I was working at Key Food at the time, and I started like teaching, like just like one or two classes like a week, like assistant though, like not even doing it by myself. And then eventually, the guy who was teaching the class he left, and then they went into like, hey, you want to teach the kids? And I was just like, all right, like I I felt like I was doing it for a while, and then same thing like even now like I still like to be a part of like the a part of the the kids program. Because especially like with the kids too, you see so many things like and kids are just, they're all over the place, especially the young kids. Like they'll do things that you wouldn't expect to actually work. And then sometimes they just find themselves in like these weird, crazy positions that you wouldn't even yeah. like think about. And it's just like, oh, all right, that was kind of cool. Like maybe there's something there. But it's always really rewarding training, you know, training the adults as well. But I feel so even more rewarding when you're training the kids, teaching them the technique, you know, showing them that martial arts is, isn't about just beating people up. It's about right having respect for your teachers, your training partners, your friends, your family, and, you know, and seeing them sort of like grow in front of your eyes. It's like a very rewarding experience. Yeah. I would imagine. Man. Are you in a fight camp right now? It, did uh, it technically start yet or, or? Uh, right. it, 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 it kind of started like right now, like I'm just easing into it. Like my, okay. fight, my fight camps, like, you know, cause technically right now, like I'm still an amateur. So I don't like to do like really long fight camps, you know, like when I'm getting ready for my fights, four weeks out, like about four to five okay. weeks out. Well, I like to go you really train hard. consistently year yeah. round, so it's not really... yeah. So it's not too bad. It's not like I'm yeah. just hopping off the couch like in between fights and events right, and taking right, like right. two months off and and uh, stuff like that. So I tr- I try to always stay in shape. I'm always really I'm always keeping up with like my strength training and stuff like that. So my strength never really leaves. What do you do for strength and conditioning? Like as far as like obviously you're gonna you're gonna get your striking in and your rolling in, your mm-hmm. sparring. Um, which I actually have two questions. What do you do for strength and conditioning? I guess okay. answer that first. I'll ask okay. another question after. Uh, well, for my strength and conditioning, my strength and conditioning is a little uh, unconventional compared to uh, most. I try, especially now, like recently now, like I started adding in some yoga. Believe it or not, I used. To I just came from high yoga. Yeah, see, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, and I couldn't, I couldn't believe. Like, I, I've only been doing it like three weeks, like just a it's little great. bit, just a little bit, like nothing crazy. Like, I haven't been to like an actual class, but one of my good friends and training partners, like he's really into it. So, like one night, I was at his house and we and we did yoga for like. Well, him and my other friend did yoga for like an hour. After like thirty minutes, I was just like, I, I need a break. Like, I yeah. it's it was a lot harder than I thought. But uh, you know, I've been adding that in. You know, and that's been helping like uh, my body. I also try to add in a little like type of gymnastics type training. Like I add in like cool. a lot of like handstands. Believe it or not, I try to do some handstand push ups, like stuff like that. I try to you know just make everything a little a little different. But uh, even before that, just with my regular strength and conditioning training, I actually use a lot more. Um, like weighted cables opposed to uh, just like straight weights. Right. The reason why I like to use the resistance cables a little bit better than lifting the weights is because in my opinion, it's harder just because there's resistance both ways going through. Yeah. Push pull. Yeah, for sure. But with that, with that being said, like I still add in like a little bit of weights, you know, just to give it that different look. Cause it's the same yeah. thing. You do it over and over again, your body's going to get stagnant. So you got to throw in ways to make it different. So every, every probably like three or four months, I switch it up a little bit. Like, same thing. Whenever I'm doing, like, the weighted cables or anything like that, it'll be like, all right, maybe I'm focusing more on supersets for a few months, you know, and doing one body part five days a week. And recently, for the past, like, three months now, I've just been three days a week. Uh, every time I work out, I do, you know, like, typical, like, chest and triceps one day, back biceps and traps the other day, and then the last day during the week, I usually do uh, shoulders and biceps. Oh, so you do, you, you kind of have that, like, um, that to me is like traditional, yeah, like yeah. kind of conventional, like mm-hmm. where you where you focus on body parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. That's like that's um, it's that's not something I'm. I don't want to say I'm against. Like yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like oh, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. But um, like 
what we do, like how I coach my guys in strength yeah. conditioning, is like the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. We'll have days where you're gonna hit your legs a little bit more, yeah, or yeah. hit your back a little bit more, or your posterior chain, or mm-hmm. whatever. But we work a lot of like mobility. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you do a lot too. Yoga is really good, man. Yeah, it's, That's it's really been, beneficial. It's been really helping me out. When when we train, we'll do about about ten to fifteen minutes in the beginning and ten to fifteen minutes at the end. Yeah, it's good. Kind it's of just, yeah, just to to in the beginning just to open up all those because we're working mostly with kettlebells and stuff. Yeah, we're working yeah, yeah. a lot of those smaller muscles that you don't necessarily hit if you're doing bicep curls yeah, or course. bench presses yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. Um, so we do that, and then we we hit them pretty hard, man. It's 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 technically high intensity interval training because we are like you know sprinting through things and then mm-hmm. taking a bit of rest and sprinting through things mm-hmm. and resting. So and then the end is just kind of like a decompression thing. And um, how often are you spot? Like I know there's, there's like technical sparring where you kind of just like working things out, which we do a lot at our gym. But then there's like a day or two a week we'll do we'll do hard sparring. sparring yeah. How often do you do that? Um, like once a week, twice a week, mm-hmm. multiple times a week. How often are you doing that leading up to a fight? Uh, well, leading up to a fight, hard sparring. I'd like to try to get some hard sparring in at least. If it's a four week fight camp, I'd like to get like hard hard sparring. Like two or three times, I don't think anymore. Is a week, just the whole time. Oh, just okay. the whole time, gotcha. two or three times, because then that goes into what I was gonna say next, which is the technical sparring. I'll do that every day if I could, because I'm not worried oh, yeah. about like me getting really hurt or really yeah. me pulling anything too crazy. But like the hard sparring, especially like you know, you get guys sometimes they get carried away, and you know sometimes it happens to you. Like guy hits you with a good shot, you get carried away, you hit him, and then it becomes less sparring and then more of an actual fight that right. just nobody's paying for. Right, but. With that being said, it still has its benefits to where you need to have that feel of somebody like really trying to hit you hard, you know, especially like leading up to a fight. But then yeah. same thing, like about like two weeks out, I probably won't do like any hard sparring. It'll just be like all technical sparring. Like even through like a few days, like leading up to the fight, like four or five days leading up to the fight, like I'll still do some technical sparring. Cause like I said, I'm not worried about getting hurt or anything like that. Like right. Anybody really trying to like whip yeah. and take my head off and stuff like that. That will be just more technical sparring you know even if i roll like i'm not gonna roll hard just flowing through the motions and then if i'm gonna go hard at anything it might just be like you know i might try to run a mile as fast as i can a few times like during that week then you do road work like do you do traditional like um i know a lot of i mean i guess that's more of a boxing thing but but muay thai they're big into that long distance Mm -hmm. runs um i'm weary on on how beneficial that actually is leading Mm -hmm. up to a fight but it seems to be like like a muay thai purist like my coach has those guys they're they're running Running, yeah and I, I know some some camps, especially Muay Thai, especially like um, you know, in in mostly like uh, sh- like striking. Mm-hmm. I know MMA guys do it too, but yeah. um, you know, a lot of them do long distance road work. But you said you sprint sometimes. Do you do both? Yeah, I, I, I honestly the short the long distance I really don't do too much. Mm. A lot of what I do is like I'll do short distance sprints, like either right before like I do my training or right after I do my training. Yeah, because in that way I feel like the training that I'm doing in between. Because whatever training I'm doing in between might be like an hour and a half, two hours to whatever I'm doing, whether it's all around MMA training, grappling, kickboxing, whatever it is. Yeah. And then you know I like to do it ideally like as soon as I'm done, hop on the treadmill while my you know while my body's still going. Yeah. Just to bang it out, give that last little bit of energy, and then rest yeah. it out and stuff like that. Yeah, it's that that's a better um that that sounds like it's uh it's a better idea. I don't. Yeah, at least, I don't at least that's how I much. like to. Do it. At least that's how I like to do it. I mean, I know, I, yeah. like, I could be wrong. I mean, I know guys that, you know, they average. You know, they try to run like four or five miles a day, and I'm just like, man, yeah. like, I, like, listen, like, I honestly, like, I hate running. I get bored, so maybe that's why, like, I don't do. It. But like, I feel good, like, leading up to whatever competitions I'm doing, or even if I'm not. 
Right. And like right after I get done training, like I do my rounds, like, all right, let me throw my shoes on real quick, hop on the treadmill and just bang out a mile as fast as I can. Yeah. Like, you know, I used to wear the elevation mask. Now I got the, the boss room O2 trainer. Okay. Which it's a little, it's a little different. I heard that's supposed to be better. So I've been working with that a little bit. It's definitely a little easier uh, to breathe with it and to take it in and out. And I know that's been helping. Dude, I, I have one of those things, man. It's like, that's like a death mask, man. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll use it now literally for yoga and yeah. that's it. I, w- I won't lift a weight with it. I won't yeah. try to jog with it. That thing's like fucking putting a straw through your mouth and trying know, to breathe, man. Um, I know there's ways to like loosen them and whatnot, but I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck this thing. I tried it once. And I was yeah. like, <laughs> what am I doing? All over the place. Yeah. I, I feel like, um, I feel like that that's a healthier approach. I, I personally don't really see too much of a benefit. Um, I don't, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I, I know, Muay Thai, amateur Muay Thai is usually three two-minute rounds. Is that? Yeah, I think that's about the same. Yeah, yeah so I don't, I don't really understand. Like, if it takes you, say, like, forty minutes to run five miles, and that, yeah, that's yeah. fast. That's yeah, yeah. like you're running quick. Yeah. I don't see how that's going to benefit six yeah. minutes worth of work. It's, I, I, I don't. No, pe- I, people have been doing it forever. Yeah. You know no, what I mean? I, listen, like, I, I agree with what you're saying completely because that goes back to like what I'm saying about uh, like how long my fight camp usually is. Because like yeah. I do like a pre-fight camp. Like I'm like I'm always training. I'm always like sort of in shape. I'm not gonna lie. I'm always in shape pretty much. Yeah. But being in shape and being in fight shape are two different things. But like I said, being an amateur and still being underneath that amateur rule set, you know, especially even for MMA, like the rounds are only three, three minutes, like in New yeah. York. You know, I know you go to other places different. I believe Pennsylvania they do two minute rounds for MMA, which is even shorter. Yeah. So for you know, for a fight that might go, you know, nine minutes in total, I don't see the need to have to run like five miles a day, six miles yeah. a day. Like I, I just feel like my legs and my knees are gonna be shot i just don't see the benefit yeah. i'd rather just do short distance as fast as i can either before like i'm doing my sparring or after i'm doing my sparring and just try to do you know whatever kind of interval training uh that's either wrestling mma and stuff like that mixes in as well yeah i, I tell that to my guys with uh, as far as the road work but then like i'll do a long distance run like i'll do mm-hmm. six miles or something i'll look at the time be like oh that's pretty good and like i'll post yeah. it and they'll be like what the fuck man like yeah like why but I enjoy it, mm-hmm. you know, like it's something like I'll do once. I try to do something different every day. So yeah. if, I, if I feel like doing that one day, I'll do it. That whole runner's mm-hmm. high is a real thing. So I, I kind of like that. But yeah, no, it's, that's, it sounds like you have a healthy approach. You have a healthy approach to most of the your, your outlook on MMA, which I think is rare. I think I, I re, like, you know, you're sitting in front of me, you're not wearing like old tap out gear. You're not no. a jerk off, you know, <laughs> like, you know, like you, you started off coaching kids. Yeah, that's one of the things you know, I get all the time that it's like, really, you're a fighter? I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well i mean it's awesome man it's you know it's it's uh i'm i'm proud to know a fighter like that because you know, there you. are a lot of guys that. who come up and they try they to act who they are yeah a lot of them a lot of yeah. especially even you know there's a lot of guys like even at like you know the same thing like they're amateurs like you see them going to fights like they're talking shit to people and i'm like yeah. well, what's i'm like dude what's the point like until, listen it might listen and i'm gonna be completely honest it might be different when i'm pro when i'm making money sure you know what i'm saying because yeah. now now it is is you got to do it you got to do it you got to sell a fight i get it right but as an amateur it's like we're not really getting paid that much if we're getting yeah. paid anything you know sponsorships we're not really getting that crazy amount of anything it's like so why are you gonna be a jerk off for no reason yeah like it's one thing if you're being a jerk off and you're getting a million dollar paycheck sure you know like then then it's like all right you're getting a million dollars out of it i get it yeah but like you get these guys that are amateurs like like, I, I don't try to act to anybody like, all right, like, there's a lot of people who know I am. But if you go to, like, fucking Jersey, some people aren't going to know who I am. Staten Island people know who I am. Yeah. Jersey, anywhere else, they're not going to know who the fuck I am. So what am I going to do? Talk shit, try to, 
makes no sense. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. But there's constantly a lot of amateurs that you see them like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna knock this guy the fuck out. I'm like, dude, I'm like, it's okay to be confident. But like to me, you yeah. just look like a dick. Like when you're saying that. Sure. Like you know, and then you see like a lot of like foolish behavior, like at fights. You know what I'm saying? Like guys don't want to shake hands. Guys are like really getting in each other's face. And me personally, like I don't like it. I don't. But as a pro, when you're making that level of money, I can sort sure. of I can understand it a lot more. I can be a little more like, all right, it's easy to say like, all right, let's be martial artists here. But it's the same thing what happened with the the Connor and Khabib fight. It's like. Did it upset me? Like, yeah, it upset me. But when you have all that money on the line and people are saying, like, all this crazy shit, I understand yeah. how it could get to that level. But when you see amateurs trying yeah. to act, like, similar, you see guys saying, like, all right, I'm going to knock this fucking guy out. He's a bitch. Yeah. I'm like, how do you know he's a bitch? You don't know who he is. You see, yeah. you, you never even met him. Like, you've seen him, like, you, you're stalking his Instagram page. How is he a bitch? Like, why you even got to talk like that? Like, nobody cares. That shit with Khabib was crazy, man. He's He's got that, like, that immigrant ass mentality man like you can't say that shit about his family and think nah. it's business man i mean no. i mean listen you go after him like that yeah that was that was too much i mean listen that whole spectacle i mean i blame dana white in the ufc for that honestly like they're, they're the ones that are using conor mcgregor's bus attack as like a promo that's like, true you know, like you know what i'm saying like you're using that as true. a promo yeah like listen i don't think either one of them is necessarily more right or more mm. wrong because they both did things that were fucked up like you know what i'm saying mcgregor was probably like poked out of his mind when he did that bus attack, yeah. he flew like he on a that way. jet yeah. with like 40 of his guys. But right before that, what a lot of people weren't talking about, what happened that made Connor do that was when Khabib smacked uh, his boy uh, Artem, whatever his name is, Artem Lobov. They were at like weigh-ins when Khabib was supposed to fight Holloway and I Quinto winded up going in there. Uh, Khabib said something to Lobov and Lobov didn't say anything and Khabib literally smacked the shit out of him. And then that's what caused wow. Connor to come over. Right. I'm not saying Connor should have did that. Yeah. But still, there was like a reason. Like, he was probably like doing coke and he got the call. He's like, yo, they just smacked Arnold. He's like, oh, yeah, okay. And he has, yeah. you know, he has like, fuck you money. He probably jumped right on his plane, came and just wasn't thinking. I was hoping that was going to be a better fight than it was, man. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't too thrilled. I mean, Connor looked all right, like with his like takedown defense early, like not, take, not taking too much damage, anything like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I knew Connor was going to lose. And I'm not going to say this because like I'm a grappler, like I'm biased, like, that's not it. Because I thought McGregor, I was the only one, I think I was the only one telling people, at least as far as I know, I'm like, McGregor got a chance. If he lands that left hand, oh, yeah. he puts people to sleep with it. Like, he's really, really good with distance. But as soon as I saw McGregor walk out and saw, like, what he physically looked like. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like, how many people, like, actually noticed. Like, he didn't look in shape. Like, I'm not, think? I, don't, I don't think so. Like, he didn't have abs. Like, he didn't have any veins in his arms. His chest was, like, really small. Like, like you're getting like you're getting ready for a five round title fight against Khabib, and yeah. he winded up just looking like a regular skinny guy. Yeah, that like maybe works out like a few days a week. Like he didn't look like, like even in the Mayweather fight, like he looked like in really good shape. Yeah, and, you know we know that was like a circus fight, but he came in looking in shape for that fight. Khabib, it looked like he was more focused on you know uh, promoting that proper twelve or whatever. Yeah, his, his uh, whiskey brand. Yeah, is, which which is fine, but. You're going to go into a five-round title fight against Khabib and look like the way he did? It was yeah. it was horrible. He didn't have abs. His chest was real small. His neck looked little. Like, all just little things. Like, I was noticing. I was like, man, I was like, he looks brittle. Yeah. Like, he, he looks really weak. He looks brittle. I didn't notice that. He looks brittle. I'm telling you. If you that, go back next time I see that fight, just, like, see how he was when he, like, walked out. Like, when he had yeah. his shirt off and they were announcing his name. He just yeah. had, like, no muscularity, like, at all. And McGregor's, like, usually, yeah. like, he's not a big guy. 
But you know, his chest is usually full. Yeah. He has some abs. He has veiny shoulders, cap you know, cappy shoulders, yeah. a little bit of traps going on. But like he didn't he didn't look good to me. No. I think well, Iaquinta did better against Khabib than uh McGregor did. Yeah. Yeah. Like well kinda came out flat. Yeah. He came out real flat. None of his strikes were really doing any damage nah. to anything he did land. And then he got he got that overhand right. He, yeah, he got, got he got that. caught with that Khabib punch. Yeah, Khabib yeah no one saw that. I, 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 I didn't see that coming. Yeah, no, that was crazy. But that's what happens when you're so worried about the t- like, because he was just so worried about the takedown, worried about the takedown. He was walking, trying to walk Khabib down with his hands down like that. Yeah, it's listen. Even as a striker, it was a poor showing for sure, man. Listen, that was a disappointment. Even, even as a striker, that's not a you shouldn't be trying to stand in front of somebody like you know Khabib hits hard. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. He's a physical freak. He manhandles everybody. So yeah. you're going to tell me you weren't expecting if he touches you, like, it's going to hurt? Like, it's going to hurt. Like, he may not touch a lot of people, but the way he drags people down on the floor, like, oh, he yeah. has that strength. Yeah, he's a brute. So you're going to, even though you have the striking advantage, you're going to walk him down, no, really barely any footwork, with your hands down low like that? There was supposed to be some big announcement today. It could be. They're saying maybe. I, could I be think they could G- be even GSP. That's, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's what I'm hearing, too. I think that's a. That's an interesting fight. Um, I mean, I would be really happy with um, seeing him and Tony Ferguson finally, though. I think I'll be very G- happy to see that. I think man. if the GSP fight is going to happen, they need to make the Tony Ferguson fight happen first. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's not fair to the like. I understand, like, you know, the it's UFC. Such like a money I said, business, it's just a money man. thing now. But yeah, it's it's whack. But I mean, I'm sure there's enough people that want to see Khabib fight Tony. I mean, that's another thing. Like, yeah. Khabib, Khabib fights Tony. Khabib wins, and then that's all right. Then you know, then make the GSP fight after. What What's the difference? You can still make it. Well, that's like Daniel Cormier fighting um, Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis because he said his balls was hot. Yeah. Derek, <laughs> I mean, that, that's crazy. If he if he didn't say that, if he'd just been like, yeah, you know, I, he he wasn't getting no title shot. It would have been DC Jones at some point. Yeah. At heavyweight. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens with that because it'll be a crazy twist if uh, Gustafson beats Jones this time. <sighs> But even so, I don't think it's it matters. Gustafin somehow beats Jones, and Jones will just say, fuck this, go to heavyweight just to fight DC again, I think. Yeah, I mean, I hope he's back for good now, man. I hope he doesn't fuck up. His, his biggest out. enemy is himself. Yeah. He has all like, he has all the talent in the world. He has all the skill in the world. He's just he got, he got poor lucky. choices. Poor choices. But I think at the end of the day, though, I mean, he really, you know, like there are fighters who take a lot of time in between fights. You know, like there's guys like, like TJ Dillashaw's one. I mean, he doesn't fight too often. No, you know, like he takes maybe, a lot of time. Maybe and, twice a year. Maybe. Uh, yeah, before him, Dominic Cruz. He he yeah. wasn't. He was hurt. Yeah. He he wasn't Constantly fighting a lot. Constantly tearing his ACL. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of guys who take even Gustafson. We haven't seen him in a while. I don't even remember who he fought last. Like, I don't either. I know it wasn't Cormier. I don't think. I think no. he had a fight before that. Yeah, I mean these guys. They so so at the end of the day, I mean Jones can still he he could still go down as one of the greats. I mean, he's oh, gonna. No, I think regardless, no, no, but no matter he, no matter what, he's going down as one of the greats. Yeah, but could have been even better, though. You know, what I'm saying that he's yeah. he's had a lot of wasted, you know, few years that he could have been just like smashing people, smashing people. I would have liked Maybe. to seen him fight uh, Anthony Johnson when Anthony Johnson was still uh, yeah. in the UFC. I think John yeah. Jones would have won, but I think Anthony Johnson just stylistically, you know, could be a problem because I don't yeah. know if John Jones would. Yeah. Have an easier, like an easy time taking him down, like Cormier had an easy time taking him down both no. those fights. No, there would have been a lot of great fights for him, man. I would have liked to see him against Brock. I would have liked, yeah. well, see, you know, Francis Ngannou, man, was the dude I was so amped up about. Mm-hmm. That Derek Lewis fight with him was horrible. I was and, literally falling asleep. Yeah, that was bad, man. That was bad. No I, disrespect to Francis, but that was. No, dude, he was, that was 
that was dead. Yeah, that was just, that was one that was one of the worst fights of all time. I think as far as yeah, like being disappointed, it was funny to actually. I a lot of the times um, I work on Sunday mornings, so mm-hmm. my day job I, I go in at six a.m. Okay, so a lot of times I'll, I'll watch the fights the next morning at work. Yeah, and a lot of the guys I work with aren't really MMA fans, so I'm like, dude, this guy Francis Ngannou mm-hmm. is fighting. He's gonna fight for the title soon, and blah 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 blah. Or uh, he, he actually just lost. Just do that. He yeah. lost. Yeah, yeah. No, what the hell? What did I make him? You know, I, I can't remember. So, Derek Lewis was after Stipe. Yes. Okay. So, I was amping up my guys for that. I was amping okay, the yeah, shit. Yeah. I'm like, yo, this guy, like, he fought for a title. He lost, but he's a fucking beast. Like, he's going to come back with mm-hmm. vengeance now. I put the and fight on, man. the most horrible fight. It was the worst fight of all time. That was when, um, I think that was, uh, that was when, uh, uh DJ lost to, um, Cueto. Cejudo? Cejudo? Cejudo, yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's gone now. Yeah. You fuck sure, with, uh, nice. You fuck with one FC? I, I really like one FC. I mean, I I don't really watch it too often, but uh, the past few times that like Gary Toner has been on the car, I know Gary Toner he's getting ready for his uh third fight. I mean, but I like I really like what they're doing as far as like their weight cutting, like the way that they're addressing yeah. the weight cutting. I think it's smart. Like they're doing it like like all right, like their featherweight division is really one fifty five because they want the guys coming in hydrated. Yeah. Because assuming that they're going to blow up to at least 10 pounds heavier than whatever weight they're fighting at, which is, you know, easy to say for most fighters that, you know, if you fight at 55, at the very least, they're going back up to 165 the day yeah. before. So I think that's very smart. Like, they're just weighing in when they're completely hydrated and they're just sort of changing up the weight class a little bit. Yeah. I, I was down in Austin and um, I did a I did a Muay Thai training camp out mm-hmm. there and uh, Ojin Topic was one of the coaches. Oh, yeah? That's, yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. he fights now. And that's... He told me about it. I, before that, I, I didn't really, I didn't really follow it. But it's so fucking cool, man. They have like, it's, it's all the, you know. So you watch, you know, just but for people who, who's never checked it out, it's everything's in a cage. Like I guess it's similar to a Bellator cage, right? It's not yeah, an yeah, octagon, yeah. so it's a round cage, but mostly MMA. But they have K one, and Muay Thai. Well. It's fucking yeah. awesome. Man. Like that's so cool. They had uh, Joe Nadawat, who's and uh, they have grappling super fights as well sometimes too. Do they? Yeah, they do. That's yeah. I think that's great, man. And like you said, with the weight cuts, they're up and coming. And now they got one yeah. of the, the best flyweights of all time. Probably the best flyweight of all yeah, time. I, th- I think uh, I Demetrius seen, Johnson. I think I seen that they got um that their net worth now. I could I could be, you know, uh butchering the number. I think it was like I think they finally reached like a billion or something like that. Like one FC? I think so, yeah. Wait, like they're, they're making a they're making a lot of money. I'm not surprised because internationally they're insane. Where the UFC is not that I don't think they're they're making a lot of they're making a lot of money. I mean, it's a shame that a lot of like Americans don't know a lot about them because the app is free. Like I watch it like yeah, me too. It's so fucking sick because it's like again the alert at three in the afternoon on a Thursday and being like live now from Shanghai or something. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like right, like it's it's fucking great, man. So that that is a good point. Maybe sponsors. Maybe they just have a shit ton of sponsors that they're getting money from. I'm sure. Well, they're they're they're. Super international, yeah. like UFC is international, but their big fights are in Vegas, MSG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like all these fights, like um, like Singapore is the next one. Fight November 9th. I know they have fights in Philippines. Jakarta, I'm not really sure where that is. Man- Manila, Kuala Lumpur. I can't even pronounce that. These places that they that they're they having big events and they having big fighters going. Yangon, Singapore, Bangkok. Yeah, I mean, I don't even think it's crazy. They, I don't even think they fuck around in the United States at all. No, they haven't had a single event in the United States. Which, oh, uh, that, that's true. That's that's legit. They I really think, haven't. I think so. I don't think they've had a single wow. event only in Asia. 
But that's no. what I'm saying too. I don't. I think it's smart if they stay with what they're doing. Dude, I mean, because because you gotta legit. realize their yeah. rules are different too. I I, be, I don't know if they allow uh, for MMA. I don't know if they allow elbows, but I know they allow like soccer kicks to the head of a ground of opponent, knees to the head of a ground of opponent, stuff like that. So that alone, yeah, you know, makes the game you know a little bit different. You got to make sure you're training for that specific uh, rule set. Now I don't know if they add in those elbows as well, but I know they have soccer kicks and stuff like that. And they're doing good. They're signing. They just got BJ. I mean, that's yeah. Eddie Alvarez just signed with them as well. Yeah. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you can argue that man. Eddie Alvarez isn't in his prime, but Eddie Alvarez is still a big draw. He's still Eddie Alvarez. Yeah. No, I mean their names. Yeah. You know, I mean you, the, get, you get these guys in there, you can build if any those, sort of if, division around. If those guys went to Bellator, that would be big news, you know? Exactly. But they didn't. They went to this, this little iPhone app or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that's fucking that's, awesome. That's nuts. Yeah, they're doing something right, man. I'm, I'm excited. But uh, speak. But speaking of that. With uh, Ben Askren going to the UFC now, that's big. You know, I know he's calling out everybody already because he just don't. He's just crazy. He don't give a fuck. Yeah, he'll fit right he, in. He called. Uh, he called out Darren Till. He was like, "Get used to losing." Yeah. He's like, "You're an easy fight." <laughs> he he don't he don't care. He don't yeah. care. I'd like to see him fight Khabib. To be honest, just to just to really see who the better wrestler is in MMA. I think that would be. Yeah. I think that would be like a very very interesting fight. I wouldn't like to see him fight GSP because I think GSP is just too smart. I don't think he you think he's going to get a big name like that right off the bat. I don't know. I don't think they'll give him Khabib or anything off that. Right no. off the bat, they might give him uh, maybe um, like a Robbie Lawler type or something. Yeah, something like, like Robbie Lo- uh, Dos Anjos maybe. Yeah. You know somebody that w- it's like they'll give him a name, but not yeah. a fucking not done. Yeah, they'll give him like Dos Anjos Lawler. I'm trying to think of who else. Maybe they'll give him Kamaru Usman. Maybe because yeah. Kamaru's been. You know, he's been tearing it up lately. What's Darren that Till, that might be his first fight after the Tyron fight, but I know he wanted to move up to middleweight. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. I mean, there's definitely guys that he can fight. Maybe Kobe Covington? Yeah. Like they stripped they stripped him of the title. I don't know who Kobe's fighting next. I mean, if Kobe wins that fight, you can't not give Kobe a title shot, I don't think, in my mind. Yeah. You know, because Kobe's sort of been, that, uh, be a good fight. been uh, moving through. I think it would be interesting. I think he does a lot of interesting fights for him. It's a great time to be an MMA fan, man. Really is a lot of inter- a lot of interesting it's, fights. Oh, it's, it's so it's many beautiful. interesting fights. But the problem is though, is that how many of these interesting fights are we ever going to see when they just want these money fights? Yeah. Like you know, so like I seen something that Anderson Silva said. Oh yeah, I'll fight McGregor at a catchweight. Does anybody really want to see that? I, I don't really. I think Connor did. Connor was talking. Yeah, that's about what I said. I don't know if I really, really even want to see Anderson Silva fight. No, like an out of an out of prime Anderson Silva no, fight. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't make it doesn't make sense. Plus, like you know, Anderson Silva used to fight at two hundred five. Yeah. You know, McGregor, you know, was a featherweight at one point, and plus, like, he doesn't have that hunger no more. He's he's a multimillionaire. I don't care yeah. what anybody says. Yeah. Once think... you make that amount of money, you're you don't have that same hunger because you don't need to. Yeah. You're not poor. You're not living on welfare in Ireland no more. You have a fucking mansion in Vegas. You're doing whatever you want. Yeah, you don't need that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just trying to think of Anderson coming into 170 or something. He would look like I, a skinny old man, bro. Yeah, I don't I, even I think, think he, would even, he wouldn't even look like him. No, nah, he was like BJ Penn coming in at 145 against uh, uh, BJ Penn. Who was that a, a, a couple of years back? Uh, he fought Yair Rodriguez. Yep. Yeah. Got yeah. It. That was that was bad. You know, I mean, that, I like BJ. I don't want to be disrespectful and say he got beat up, but he got. You just you don't want to see him like yeah. that, you know. That's that was, not something you want to see. No, nah, especially when he's not in his prime no more. Like he not working. And then he, and then he fought Frankie Edgar again for the third time after. I think that was like his last fight at featherweight. They gave him that fight, yeah. which to me made 
no sense at all because Frank Yeager is still very much at the top of whatever division he's fighting at. Yeah. And he went in there and just mauled BJ Penn. Yeah. If Nick Diaz ever comes back, I, I if, would, I would if, like to see a nice if, uh, Diaz uh, Diaz Silva too. I think that would be interesting. That would be a nice. I one. think I, I think Silva would win again just because you know I think just stylistically. You know, Nick Diaz, yeah. as much as, and I'm a Diaz fan. He's I love Nick Diaz. Minute, I love Nate Diaz, but I don't, they're not the smartest fighters. Like, they don't game plan. They fight the yeah. same way every fight. Like, yeah. you could, it's not like a GSP where you could see, all right, he's built his whole fight camp around using the jab. Yeah. Or, you know, the double leg or, you know, whatever, you know, whatever sort of position. They just come in, it's the same thing. You know, they want to box, throw a lot of combinations. You know, they don't really defend takedowns. They just fall into their jujitsu, which they do have great jujitsu. The only problem is, though, once guys start getting sweaty and you're fighting guys at the highest level, it's really hard to submit somebody off your back at the UFC yeah. in the highest level. It's very, 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 very hard to do it. No matter how legit of a black belt you are, if you don't have that, if you don't end up on top in MMA, it's very hard to use that. And even if you are being offensive, especially American judging, it's very hard to convince American judges that you're winning the fight off your back. That would be a good fight. But well, with that being said, I, I would like I would like him to come back though. Fucking a, yeah, I, love uh, I would back. would like a like a nice match. But it's the same thing. I, I like seeing Nate Diaz fight again too, man. He's a I'm fucking so, he's, so he's so a so money fighter, man. Fight. People would fucking pay to see him, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm so yeah, Poirier would be great. Oof, I'm so upset about see, that. See now, if, if fuck it, if he didn't drop out so fast, if anyone would, I'm sure people were thinking about it. But if Conor yeah. would have jumped in right off that loss, yeah. See, I mean, it's not he didn't get knocked out or anything. He got you know he got, no, he got choked, yeah. Yeah, he took his back and whatever he lost the fight, but man, yeah. they should have made that as soon as that happened. They should have made a and Nate, Nate Connor three. I was, I was uh, seeing his Instagram post. He was looking like in shape. I'm sure, like, yeah. Nate, like I mean, even even Nick. I mean, I always think Nick is the more skilled and just more physically imposing of the two brothers. But yeah, for the first time when I seen Nate getting ready for this uh, Poirier fight, I saw on his Instagram him getting ready, and like this is the first time I ever seen Nate Diaz with abs. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying? Like he was looking good. Like you know, usually like he's just looking like a tall, skinny, like kind of. I don't want to say skinny fat, but like no, skinny yeah, fat. I know, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. small arms, like you know, little bit of a belly, but not like not fat at all or anything like that. Yeah. But you know, and then I'll see him get ready for this Poirier fight. And I'm like, damn. I was like, he has abs. I was like, he looks like you know, he looks like he's been putting on a little muscle. Yeah. You know, so that would have been an interesting fight uh, against Poirier. Fuck. I don't. Yeah, I don't know who great. I had in that fight. That would have been a crazy fight. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was looking at tickets for that too because I was gonna be at MSG, whatever. Yeah, fucking expensive, crazy, right? Yeah, crazy. Isn't that crazy? That card, that whole card. I mean, there's good fights, but that whole card. Isn't Wifey like, took you to MSG, right? You guys yes, saw that over there. Cool, yes, man. She took me for twenty uh, first birthday to see uh, GSP and Bisping. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, uh, it was so it was so yeah. beautiful. That's, that's how awesome. that's how I knew I was in love. Yeah, yeah, that'll that's do that's it. That's how I knew GSP is my favorite fighter. MSG, I was yeah. just like, I I had no idea. He dominated that fight too, man. I, it looked was crazy. Good. TJ looked good as well that night. Yeah, because that was the first uh, Garbrandt fight. Yep. And everyone was like, "Oh, Garbrandt's gonna knock him." Oh my god. No. I was like, I, I had faith in TJ. I I like Cody too. Yeah. But I just think I think TJ's a more technical fighter. He got him twice, man. Yeah. It's, he yeah. got him worse the second time. Yeah. Like I said, I think that's just the difference from Cody has all that raw talent. He does. Mm. Fucking talented. Yeah. But TJ, I just think. Is a, like the smarter fighter, yeah. Like he, his game, like he'll fought, he'll stick to a game plan, follow it, and however the fight goes, he'll have plan A, plan B, plan C, yeah. you know, all the way till fucking Z probably. Where Cody's just like, 
I'm going to come out. My hands are fast. I'm going to come out and just punch the shit out of you. Right, and knock you right. Out. Which, yeah, he's in a that boxer. division, he has that power. He has that speed. And it's worked for him up until that point. So it should be very interesting to see how he comes back from that uh, from that TJ loss. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah TJ lost. Boxer and a ninja. Yeah. I have one more question that I wanted to ask you before um we gotta we gotta wrap it up soon. But I have no one more question about um your training and stuff. Um, I'm really into nutrition. I'm really mm-hmm. into like um you know, fueling the body for uh, whatever whatever type of lifestyle you have. So you have you have a pretty high intensity lifestyle, you know, you train several different martial arts and, yeah. and whatnot. So uh specifically during the fight camp and stuff, what does your nutrition look like? Because I know a lot of different people on like try different diets and do different things. Um what what fuels you if you work out and stuff? Something I'm curious about. Uh, well, well, as far as uh, the dieting goes, like I don't, you know, like I know everyone like does like like has specific diets, like keto diets. And stuff. I don't follow like anything specific like that per se. I just make sure that I try to stay away from certain things because when I'm not getting ready for a fight, I'll be completely honest. My biggest thing that works, like, I love soda. Like, yeah, I, I love Coke. I love Pepsi. And you ever try Zevia, dude? Nah. Oh, it's great. Yeah, yeah. Stevia. Yes, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Um. I don't think I have any right now because I drink them all when I have them. Yeah, you gotta check out Zevia, man. It's, yeah. like, it's diet soda. It's, yeah, it's okay. zero calories, but they make they use it with stevia. Okay. It's like with like diet cokes made with like aspartame and potassium sulfites and all okay. the shit that's really bad for you. Yeah. It's like it's pretty clean. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's fucking delicious. No, I'll definitely look into that because yeah. that's definitely, you know, one of my biggest things. It's just, but even say like I like soda, I love soda, but I'm not one of those Soda's guys. Good. Like I, I won't sit at home and like drink like a liter to myself. Like I don't yeah. drink it like that. But, like, I'm one of those, like, I like to, like, after I'm done training, I like to be like, all right, I want to go to Dunkin' Donuts, get a bottle of Coke. Like, just uh, after training, just get yeah. that little bit of sugar, and it makes me feel, it makes me feel great. But um, as far as, like, my diet goes, like, even when I'm getting ready for fight, my diet's pretty much the same, except trying to cut out, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I won't drink, you know, I'll make sure I don't drink soda. You know, I don't, I'm not into, like, sugary stuff like candy, chocolate. I don't really eat none of that ice cream. I don't really eat anyway, so it's not that hard to stay away from. Mm. Even fried food, I don't really... I'll just make sure during a fight camp I won't eat it at all. Right. But as far as my uh, regular diet goes, is I, I try to eat like a pound of chicken a day, you know, or a pound of turkey a day. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes a little mix in between. You know, try to have like, you know, one or two potatoes a day, you know, a bag of rice. My, my diet's actually like very basic, you know, make sure I'm yeah. drinking water. The one thing that I do do a lot is I actually drink a lot of milk. I, dr- I drink like, I'm not going to say every day because there's some days that I just I just don't do it. But for the most part, I drink like half a gallon of milk every day. And that's just, I swear to God, um, and that's just to, that's just for like calorie intake just because I'm always training. I'm always working. You know, I'm more or less drinking it. I like milk. I do, but I'm more or less drinking it just to get, you know, that protein in, that fat. You know what I'm saying? That I'm constantly burning throughout the day because my diet doesn't really consist of anything that's really like that fatty anyway. Mm -hmm. And you know, like I'm- Yeah, turkey, chicken. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a big guy by any means, but I'm a lean guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like when I'm getting ready for my fights, I don't walk that much heavier than my fight rate. I'm the same about. You're not a time. big guy like this, but like, stocky's not the right word. But yeah, like, yeah. You, you got like Dense. some meat to you, but then Dense, you take yeah, your shirt off, bro, and it's fucking cussing. Where yeah, yeah. you got a six pack fucking stand. Yeah, that, 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 like, that's, that's, that's one of my big things. Like I'm one. Of, I'm one of those guys. Like you see me with a, like a shirt or hoodie on. Like I don't look like I'm that big. I'll be no. the first to say it. But like when I take my shirt off, like especially when I get done doing training, like even I look at myself. Yeah, I'm, like, Jesus, I'm like Jesus Christ. I'm like, I'm like, okay. I was like, let me not get too like in love with myself. (laughs) But, um, no, but that just comes from like not really having too crazy bad of a diet. Like even when I'm not like not getting ready for competition, you know, I I try to practice what I preach. Cause even when I'm like helping my friends and like my training partners, like the guys that I 
teach my students, like whenever I'm getting them ready for a fight, getting them ready for a competition, I like to lead by example. Mm. You know, so so if I'm telling them don't do this, don't do this, and then I'm fucking doing it. Like I feel like yeah. Like I don't want I don't want to be one of those guys where it's like oh well, I'm not getting getting ready for a fight, so I'm not gonna do it. Like if you're going through hell, you're having a hard time. My way of motivating you is like like all right, if you can't you know say if they like soda or some shit, if they if they can't drink soda for how many amount of weeks leading up to the fight, even if I'm not fighting, I won't drink any soda at all, just to like prove yeah. like a point. Like and We're you know it doesn't, it doesn't have yeah, it doesn't sure. have to be soda. It, you know it can be you know they can like ice cream, they can like fucking McDonald's, it can be it can be anything like that. But it's like, all right, you cut that out, don't eat any of that, and I won't, even though I'm not competing, I won't eat any of this that I like. Just yeah. so, like, you know, they're not alone, and, you know, it helps motivate them a little bit better as well. Yeah. That's big, man. Because that's pretty standard. Try to, try to eat whole foods and yeah, drink, I, lot, I, drink I, a lot of milk. Yeah. Drink a lot of milk, you know. That's cool, man. You know, drink water, you know, always, always making sure staying hydrated. Like I said, just the biggest thing is, like, that's so I, I, I like that, because like you said, a lot of people do get, my, myself included, like, mm-hmm. I, I do all different diets yeah. to, you know, kind of just try that yeah. out. I have a website and you know mm-hmm. I do these podcasts and stuff, so yeah, I have yeah, different yeah. reasons. But um, no, I like that man. It's you know just just eat and keep and it simple. What, what yeah. was the thing I learned uh, learned in school? It was like K I S S. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> like that. That's how. That's how yeah. I like to. That's how I like to think about it. Because like even like a lot of like, these people that train, like I'll add in different you know different things, different ways of training, different ways of looking at things. You know, every, yeah. like every once in a while, like I'll change up my diet, just like I how I do with my workouts. Like you know, like my workouts are more you know, focused on, you know, muscle endurance opposed to how much weight I can lift. Right. right. You know, just making sure I can, you know, I don't know, bench, like, I don't know, take two 30 pound dumbbells and do fucking 60 reps. Like, you know, with a few breaks in between, like the quick breaks, like 30 seconds right back to it instead of doing like fucking benching like 200 pounds, doing it like three times. And sitting there on your phone for 10 minutes. on my phone for 10 minutes and be like, all right, guys, you know, fucking spot me. You know what I'm saying? For MMA, that's not. You know, it's kind of counterproductive because yeah. I need to have my muscles, you know, to where they can be strong, they can be right. fast, they can be explosive for however long I need them to be. Right, right, right. So that's why, like, like even when I see guys, like, because there's a lot of fighters that still do that basic, like, uh, bodybuilder, like, sort of, like, type of training for MMA. Like, if, if they're not doing it for MMA, then it's like, all right, I don't care. But when I see other MMA fighters do it, I'm kind of like, like, yeah. like, I don't know. Like, it's, all right, like, bro, like, it's cool that you can bench, like, 275. I was like, but what happens after that? Yeah. I was like, can you? But can you bench two hundred pounds thirty times? Yeah. You could bench two seventy five twice. It's not and gonna you help you when some dude has you in side control. You're not gonna fucking you're not exactly. Gonna lift him up over it's it's gonna buttons. be it's gonna be hard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And don't get me wrong. Like, there's guys that have that like strength and stuff like that. And I sure. mean, you know, I mean, I know I've been told like I'm a lot stronger than I look. But same thing. I don't I don't train that way. I train to have that muscle endurance so that way yeah. I can ha- have strength and be explosiveness at any point during my fight at any point during my training so there's no there's no point where it's like all right if i fight this guy i know i just have to not get fucking hit by him for the first like two minutes and i'm good because there's a lot of guys there's a lot of guys that are like that you know even not even just amateurs like pros like surprisingly but there's a lot of pros that still in my opinion don't have like a good like strength and conditioning program that they sort of follow they just follow that same old like you know bodybuilder sort of like routine yeah you know what i'm saying like they'll do like a few sets of one thing and they'll do like seven to 12 reps or, or whatever it is. And they'll, and they'll take like five minute breaks in between. Yeah. Me, my workout is like, my strength and conditioning is usually about like 40 minutes, 45 minutes, you know, not including like the yoga I've been adding in, like yeah. I do like right before, like, and that's that like counts, 20 minutes. It's, so that's probably like about like over an hour. 
But like I said, like once I get my strength and conditioning going, every set, once I'm done, 30 seconds. And then if it's a new exercise, my break is just me changing, you know, the weights around. However, I got to change them around mm-hmm. to do what I got to do. Because then that implements the fight because it's supposed yeah. to be fast, 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 fast. You get all these guys that say, yeah, man, guess what? I've been working out in the gym. I've been here for like four hours. Yeah. There's no way. Do you know how hard it is to work out hard, hard for four hours straight? Like, I don't think I've ever done I, it. No, that's what I'm saying. I've never no. fucking done it either. And if there's anybody out there that has, like, good for you. But yeah. I haven't seen a lot of people that, or yeah. any people that actually work out. And I'm saying work out for four hours. I'm not saying you're at the gym for four hours and you worked out for an hour and you just hung around for three. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or you worked out one hour, took a two-hour break, and then worked out again another hour. That's not working out for four hours straight. You were just in the gym for four hours. And I think that's where, like, a lot of people, like, get confused. And then they wind, and then they go into a fight, and they find out they're not as in as much good a shape as they thought they were, because they go in there, they're like, "Yo, I got to the gym at five o'clock. I didn't leave till 10. I'm like, "But you weren't working out that whole time. You were talking, you know, you were fucking around on your phone, like, yeah, quality over quantity. Exactly, hundred percent. You time. gotta get you throwing around some kettlebells sometime. You probably love them. I work it in. Like I said, listen, I'm I'm open at I'm open to everything that can work in it, as long as it, you know. I'm I'm open to anything that's gonna help my game. I swear by those things, man. I'm I'm six four, two thirty, dude. Mm-hmm. I should not be able to move the way I move. Like yeah. I, sh- I should be like big and goofy. I shouldn't be able to tie my shoe. <laughs> those things, those things, hook me up. Man. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, for real. Like, well, it's it's mobility, it's strength building. It's like all these muscles didn't even yeah. know existed, you know. But that that's something that's becoming more and more popular too, like the kettlebell circuits. Yeah, like I'm starting to see like a lot of people really they're big incorporate that. Yeah, they require coaching though. They really yeah. do. It's like when, you know, I, I, like UFC gym had a couple of them. And I was like, oh, cool, kettlebells. I don't know yeah. what the fuck I was doing. You know, yeah. I, I had to, I trained, I went to Texas to learn. I mm-hmm. went to Manhattan and took a certification over there. And, you know, I'm still learning new things. It's weird. Yeah. It's almost like a martial art you do against yourself when you're still working and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like really weird movements. Yeah. But, yeah, dude, like I said, you're always welcome to stand on Muay Thai as far as, you know, I can only speak for myself, my strength and conditioning. No, of course, but I can yeah. only imagine that uh, Coach Vin would love to have you, man. No, of course, man. I mean, I'll definitely be making the trip down there soon, especially leading up to this fight. I mean, it's Muay Thai. I want to be letting those elbows yeah. fly, you know, come in, you know, get some sparring a few days. Yeah. You know, I Clinch, too, to, man. Yeah. I know Wednesdays. I'll be there tomorrow. Tomorrow, uh, definitely get some clinching, too. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of good clinchers over there. I don't know if that's a, the right term. But yeah. No, yeah. It, it is because I know it's, it's very uh, it's very different opposed to, like, like wrestling style of, like, clinching. Like, yeah. it's, like it's going to help. But I know, like, the positions are different and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not, you know, like, being like, all right, like, I'm a wrestler. Like, it's not, like, it's different. Yeah. Like, it's, di- it's different. Well, that's what I was wondering, because I guess he did, like, you know, you said you had a, a K-1 fight or fights? K-1. Okay. Just a K-1 fight, yeah. And then, um, you know, obviously, you know, well, I mean, you're, you're really well-rounded. But I know that's that's big. There's a couple. Yeah. I've seen a whole bunch of Muay Thai mm-hmm. fights, because I, I usually go down with, uh, with when our guys are in a fight and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, um, there's some guys who just clinch. Yeah, and like they'll be clinching the whole fucking time, throwing yeah. knees or whatever, and it's like they'll. That's good. It's eventually very, get separated. Very good way to wear your fucking opponent out. Very good. Way yeah, to yeah, I guess so. And frustrate them as well. You yeah. know how frustrating it is to just have somebody holding onto your neck and just controlling your biceps and just hitting yeah. you just enough to where you can't get out and do anything, and to where they're not even necessarily doing anything that may or may not be hurting you, but they're yeah. tallying those points. Yep. On the scorecard, it's just coming up, coming up, coming up, coming up, coming up. It's a whole other, it's a whole other animal, man. Hundred percent. That's why I'm doing my best to throw myself into everything. 
yeah. especially especially before I go pro. I want to, you know, by the time I go pro, you know, I want to make sure I have a few kickboxing rules fights. You know, I want to make sure I have a few more tie fights. Yeah. You know, I'm competing regularly, like, in jiu-jitsu even after, like, you know, I go pro as well. And then, uh, same thing. Like, after this fight, I'm probably going to fight. After this fight, I'm probably going to fight MMA sometime cool. in, like, February. Uh, Not 100% confirmed yet. I may or may not be fighting for a title in February. I'm not sure. Nice. I it was brought it was brought up to me like a like a month and a half ago, two months ago, but I don't know if any of the plans have changed or anything like that because that that was when it was spoken about and hasn't been spoken about since. But uh, definitely at, leading into the new year is gonna be the next time I get uh my next MMA fight because it's been this December will be a year since I last fought MMA. Yeah. You know it's been a while. I've been wanting to get back into it because most people most people know already, but after my third fight. When I was training for my third fight, I hurt my back really, really bad. And then, you know, I wound up losing that fight. You know, I was winning. You know, you can go back and watch the fight. I'm going to say I was winning the fight. And I think most people would agree. I was winning the fight. You can see the exact moment to where, like, I just wasn't fighting like how I was. And, you know, I couldn't do anything. I lost that fight. And I just wound up being so pissed, you know, and inexperienced because I was the first time i really lost at anything even like jiu-jitsu like in jiu-jitsu like most competitions in jiu-jitsu like i've won i've only lost like a handful of times yeah so that was like the first thing that i really like lost and i was pissed so i was just like get me back in there for december without even getting my back checked out or anything like that which is you know in my opinion obviously a stupid thing to do now looking at it now and then more or less when i fought again same exact thing happened you can go back and watch that fight i was winning the fight and you see the exact moment where i hurt my back and made it even worse and then same thing i wasn't able to went to the second round i wasn't able to get off the stool because like i couldn't feel my legs it was like kind of scary so i wound up getting my back checked out i had two herniated discs in my back you know and it was you know and i was out of training for like months and that's when i was yeah. just focusing on coaching 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 and that's actually why i had that uh kickboxing fight because what i wanted to do was because my back was still like sort of hurting me a little bit and, but and I didn't want to throw myself into MMA because MMA, you know, MMA is my main goal. So, you know, I, I'm not a sore loser at anything, but especially like when I knew I was winning and I knew I would have won. Yeah. To go in there and lose, like it sucks. Like especially just because I have like an injury. So what I wanted to do was like I was like, all right, no matter what, before I go back into MMA, I want to have at least a few kickboxing fights. At this point, I was just like, all right, I want to have at least one kickboxing fight, just so I can see how my back feels under the pressure of being in a fight. Without the circumstance of like, all right, we're on the floor and I'm taken down because I can't move my back, like physically, I'm going to get punched in my face and get hurt. Yeah. To where at least in the kickboxing fight, it gave me a new alternative. I was like, all right, I can use this to really, really work on my striking and see how my back feels without having to go into the cage and then me possibly taking an unnecessarily loss, an unnecessary loss when I'm not 100% yet. Yeah. And, you know, I winded up going in there, you know, uh, went all three rounds, one fight at night, one decision. So... I got more than I bargained for because it was a it was a crazy ass fight, but my back wasn't hurting, so that was good. And then, you know, same thing, especially now doing this yoga, man. Like I get the day, I get the days like where it hurts, like when it rains. Yeah, rains it really hurts. But um, yeah, you were saying that. I seen you posted something about that. Yeah, like a few days ago, I was like, man, I was like crazy. I never heard of such thing. Yeah, I was like, (laughs) I was like, I was like, man, I love the because I love the rain so much. Like it's so peaceful. Yeah. But since I hurt my back, when it when it rains and it's cold out, that's wild. It hurts, man. Yeah, any any other time, it, it can be cold out. My back doesn't hurt. It could be snowing. It doesn't hurt. The rain. Get yourself one of these, man. Rain bothers me. Uh, it's like a shiatsu. Yeah. yeah. 
it's it, attached it to the chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you go on a chair and it, it digs into your back and it oh, heats up awesome. too. It's got like a little heater thing. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, I, I'm knock on wood. I haven't had to use it. It's kind of just been sitting there, but it's, oh, it's, it's good on, on days where like you know. Uh, that's why I've been. Something. That's why I've been thankful since my friend showed me the yoga because it's really been yeah helping me out. I mean, it's big I'm, man. I mean, honestly, like my back hasn't been hurting like too much in the past few months. Like I said, I'll have the days where like it just hurts. Maybe I didn't get Play a good night's sleep. Yeah, but for the most part, it's good. I mean, the doctors told me like I'm always gonna have it. You know, it's just that when I'm older, it's gonna be like worse. But you know, as a, as a fighter, like I come to terms with that because it's part of it. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? By the time I'm that age, like you see normal people that don't fight. Guys that work regular day jobs, they have problems with their back, their neck. By the time they're in their forties, fifties, yeah. so I'm I'm doing something I love and it's happening. So I can't, re- you know, it sucks, but I can't really complain. Yeah, you know, there are guys that are just settling for whatever job, and they're still pain. they're still getting yeah. old and having the same problems as I am without getting. It's good to go slamming. Yeah, man, it's that's crazy. My friend really hooked me up. That's awesome. You know, but I, you know, I'm I'm still learning. I'm very much a beginner, but like the few things that yeah. he did show me, been doing it every day. I'm I'm a I'm a rookie myself. I, I get a little better every time. I do the hot yoga. Yeah. Um, I heard it's really good. My girlfriend just started doing it as well. She's been doing like a six yeah. week. Yeah. She's been doing like a crazy like six she week. She's going to the one in New York. She goes she goes to that one like twice a week or something okay. like that. Okay. Yeah. She, go, she, go, she goes all over to like different ones because she's following this specific like six week program that like Sweet. her and like her, uh, you know, one of her uh, girlfriends are doing. And she loves it. You know, she started doing it. <laughs> my, my girl don't love it. No? No. I, I went. I, I started going. I was like... Uh, she, well, she she's she's a legitimate like yogi. Like she okay, she cool. does yoga every day. You know, like she she'll teach me a little bit. She'll come to my strength and conditioning mm-hmm. class and show the guys some stuff. And she's really good at it. And I was like, yo, come try hot yoga with me. Mm-hmm. I went to a class before. I'm like, yo, it's great. I'm like, yeah, I, yeah. I went tonight, man. I felt mm-hmm. on top of the world. I love yeah. it. And um, she tried. She, I don't think she's, she's properly it. hydrated, and she was just like. <laughs> Halfway through the class, she was like seeing stars a little yeah. bit, not feeling so good. And they're really big on you not leaving the room. That's like rule number one is like you can't leave. Yeah, rest That's in crazy, sabasana man. or just lay on your back, like lay yeah. on your back and chill yeah. before you get up, disturb Ooh, the class, yeah. and walk out of the room. So yeah. she got up and tried to leave. They're like, "You can't leave." She's like, "I'm gonna die." That's like, crazy. I, I gotta get out of here. Like, no, nah, <laughs> if she dies, she dies. Yeah, pretty, yeah, <laughs> pretty much, man. Yeah. So she yeah. she was breaking my balls even tonight when I was going. She's like. I don't know why you go there. They're against me. Like, They're crazy. Yeah. They tried to kill me. Yeah, man. So, yeah, she's not with it. But, um, yeah, I leave there. I feel like a different person from when I walked in every time. Oh, so she, she's just doing, like, regular yoga. She's not yeah. into the high yoga. Yeah. Well, listen, everybody has their different things. I'll send you some stuff, man, because the stuff she does, it's it's uh, it's a girl who does it. But she, um, she's she's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, this girl, Adrian. I'm not sure her last name. It's Yoga by Adrian. She has a YouTube okay. channel. And I'll, I'll jump in and do it with her sometimes. Yeah. And uh, Black Swan Yoga. Another one that's that's really okay, cool. cool. I'll send you some stuff. Yeah, yeah send me, send me, because I'm because re- I'm really like getting into it now. Yeah, like I said, like I, I'm doing it before. I'm doing it before I train. I'm doing it after I train. Some foam rolling, maybe too. That yeah, yeah, bro. I, I've been doing it just like warming, like the way uh my boy Steve was describing it, and it really resonated me with uh what he said, because he's he's very big on what he said. He's like, I'm big on not wasting time. Yeah. So if I'm sitting there doing nothing, like if I'm laying in bed. Like on my phone and I can't sleep. He'll get the fuck out of bed and just do yoga until yeah. like, you know what I'm saying. Because he's like, I'm up. Why am I gonna sit here? Because he's just like that's a waste of time. So he said that to me and it's that sort guy of like, like the man. Yeah, that's it, awesome. it, it's it sort of sounded like it like clicked in my mind. So like now whenever I feel like I'm being like lazy, like if I'm just sitting there yeah. like watching TV, and I'm like shit, I should probably be doing something. 
I get the fuck up and I just start doing some yoga. That's good. And you know, because he was just like, why am I going to sit here and waste time when I can be doing something that's going to be beneficial to my martial arts training? Yeah. And I was like, I mean, this fucking guy is smart. Yeah, I'm like, he, I'm like, he's fucking smart. I was like, he made me feel like I'm, I'm like, I'm training all day, every day, and I'm not lazy at all. He made me feel like I was fucking lazy. <laughs> nice. I was like, Jesus. I was like, he has a point. I was like, I can just be doing, because I can be doing it whenever. Yeah. Yeah, it's perfect. You can literally do it whenever. I'm, t- I'm teaching the class. You know, after I get done showing a technique, I can be sitting there in one of the, like, the more, like, stationary poses that I can just sit there and, like, hold it for a while. Yeah. Like, sort of, like, look around and see how everyone's doing. That's what he does. So, that's how he explained it to me, and that's what I've been doing. I've been picking it up, and I feel like I've been getting really, re- like, really good at understanding the whole, uh, like, why he does yoga. Yeah. You know, so it's been helping me out fucking greatly. Never, I'll never make fun of people that do yoga. Ever. <laughs> like, not that I did, but I'll never, like, crack I, a comment. I know what you mean. I'll, yeah. never, I'll never crack a comment and be like, oh, it's the drill. Yeah. Never crack a comment ever again, because this shit is a lot harder than you think. Yes. Definitely recommend it to everybody. So, December 7th. December 7th, MSG. Where can people get tickets? I believe you can buy tickets online. They have a pre-sale going on right now. That's about, um, if you order them now, I believe it's like 20% off or something like that. Nice. Uh, they haven't gotten back to me as far as when they're going to send me out tickets yet. But as soon as I get tickets, you can follow me on Facebook, Johnny Piero, P-I-E-R-R-O, Johnny spelled J-O-H-N-N-Y. Cool. Or you can follow my Instagram, Johnny Piero MMA, spelled the same way, just with MMA at the end. And then you'll see when I have tickets and, you know, I'll keep everybody posted on that. For yeah. sure. I'll share this because I, I, I definitely want everybody to and retweet and shit. Yeah, because I definitely yeah. want to get like all of Staten Island there. Sweet. I just gotta tell everybody to not act Staten Island trash. <laughs> yeah, because because we're because we're gonna because we're gonna know who's from Staten. They're gonna we're gonna go there yeah. and be like, ah, oh, fuck, these are all people from Staten yep. Island. Absolutely. Happens all the time. <laughs> yeah. Cool man. Well, you're a true martial artist. Uh, I try. I'm a big fan, and Thank I you, appreciate you coming through. Nah, I appreciate you bringing me on, man. Oh hell yeah, man! Anytime. If and if you are fighting in February, if you got a title fight, come right back here. Promote us, bro. Do whatever you got to do. And I appreciate that. Cool. Well, thank you guys for listening, Johnny. Awesome. Thank you guys very much. You're the man, bro.